Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm Richard Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about the idea of knowing when to let go and when to hold on, mm -hmm. whether, it be to, uh, whether it be jobs, circumstances, relationships, ideas, goals, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I think that is where a lot of us as humans have have issues or, or confusion, and that's when it's good to look to uh, a divination tool or just go into meditation to get a higher view. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of virtue in holding on to things and fixing them up. Do you remember when we were kids, they had television repair shops and radio <laughs> repair shops? Yeah. You didn't throw it away and buy a new TV. That was absolutely unheard of. You just yes. fixed it and fixed it and fixed it. Of course, then they made it with real materials instead of this plastic that cracks the first time you use it. But it was a matter of taking something and it having a value to you and you working to make it better, you keeping it, keeping it up. Maintenance. Yeah. And I, I think it was what about the 70s, 80s when it really our whole economy became based on consumerism. Disposable. That we started throwing everything away. I think it started with the Bic lighter, if I'm exactly. not mistaken. Yeah. That Nixon that, administration. Yeah. Yeah. So prior to that, you could buy socks that would last you forever. Now you can three times, and they have holes in them, and things like that. Well, there are things in our life. Sometimes we hold on to them like grim death, like we are uh, scared to let go of something, yes. often to our own detriment. And at other times, we throw things away willy-nilly. I had posted on Facebook that if you're thinking that that grass is greener over there, then yes. that means you're missing something quite magnificent right there in your own yard. Yes. Just the idea of something being out there, you know to look in your own yard, mm -hmm. because that's usually uh, a sign that you're overlooking something. Well, the entire of our society is very opposed to uh, this idea of uh, keeping what's valuable. You have to get rid of everything as fast as you can in order to keep the economy moving. And if that doesn't work, we'll be involved in uh, another war or something so that uh, the, yeah. And that's just not to, because what's lost in that is humanity itself. Because we could just quiet down and feed ourselves and not have to have a new car and not have to get a new, you know, whatever the upgrade is. And, and someone was commenting that the, the phones have a minimal upgrade when you get the new one, it's minimal. And they're holding back and they're holding back and they're holding back. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, so enough. Well, I think the planned obsolescence is really, Again. Um, you know, not on, in our favor. But one thing that I have observed especially as of late, but I know this has gone on for some time, is the disposable people, True. where you can read on Facebook or pretty much hear it anywhere, oh, that's a negative person, that's a bad person, I've got to get away from that negative energy, it's really affecting me. Mm -hmm. Well, people aren't negative energy. And really, there's no such thing as negative energy. And I don't know a human being, any human being, that's 100% that's healed. And maybe one person's area is in this particular way, mm -hmm. but the person judging that as being negative 
has a negative area of their own and it would serve us all to love others and and we do treat others as we treat ourselves i know it it's reputed yeah. to treat treat others as you would treat yourself well we do we treat others the way we treat ourselves and it's not very nice truly and that gives you feedback uh, mm -hmm. if you are judging another person and saying look at them they're doing x y and z you can bet that there is something within you Mm -hmm. uh, that is being triggered by that, and it's good to look rather than to see it in the other person. Yeah. I remember a long time ago, this might have been the middle 90s, even the beginning of the 90s, thinking to myself, oh, thank you for unhealed teachers, because without them, we would have no teachers whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Oh, very good. Yeah, and it's funny the way that's carried on, because uh, everyone's uh, self-proclaimed that they're just the next thing. They're just uh, this is, uh, qua you know, quantum mm -hmm. X factor, yada yada. Times ten. Yeah. On and atomic levels. My, mine's yeah. You're right. Mine's times ten. Super hyper jet charged. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, nothing more than a rehashing of things that already existed. Well, yeah, um, that's that's a good point, and mm -hmm. that bears a, a conversation for sure. And I I also think that. Um, this idea of of um, letting go of things too quickly mm -hmm. or not giving people a chance that doesn't mean you have to stay around people that aren't good for you you have to know as Kenny Rogers would say when to fold up you have to yeah. know when to hold up. you have to know what's right for you and mm -hmm. what we tend to do is uh, sometimes hold on way too long because we say ah I wish to be spiritual and the way we get anywhere is to envision it, model, have a model of it and ascend toward it. Mm -hmm. And so we may be thinking that means just allowing anybody to do anything. No, what that means is to do it for the right reasons. Oh, you don't good. just leave because you're being judgmental because judgmentalness is a clear sign that you are being triggered and you better look at you. It's yeah. just do it every time you're judging, whether mm -hmm. it's your boss, the, the neighbor, that person over there, there's yeah. something unhealed within you. And here's one more thing I wanted to add to that. When you see that unhealedness within yourself, stop judging it because when you judge unhealedness in others, you're judging unhealedness within you and you'll never allow yourself to heal. You'll just hide it forever yeah. and it will come out passive aggressively right. in, at times that you least mm -hmm. suspect it. Well, I remember thinking, um, I don't know when this was, during some, yeah, during some meditation that if you throw a uh, rock in a river, Okay, the river is going to win. It's a matter of time. Okay, now the river never notices the rock because the river is too busy being the flow, and the rock never notices itself because it's involved in the flow. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's how the ego hides from us because we are not seeing it because all this stuff is going past us so fast and the uh, it keeps us from uh, recognizing the role we're playing in it because if you go to a place um, far away where it's quiet or another country where there isn't this insane consumerism um, just grabbing people and whisking them along in the river um, it becomes a different method of thinking it becomes something we're not used to, which is called peaceful. 
and it becomes something else we're not used to, which is quiet, and it becomes healing, which is something we're not used to, because the healing in our in the modern world that we live in today, and that's a quote from high school, <laughs> and this was in the Stone Age when I went to high school, but uh, Stone Stone Age had a different Stonehenge connotation, age. <laughs> yeah, different connotation then, but. Um, we're not, you know, the, the healing that's going on, come out for the weekend, we'll heal you. And that lasted, oh, 49 hours, <laughs> like that. Well, you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> you know, well, that the healing think, comes from a different place. No, no, I get what you're saying, yeah. or at least I, I feel what I'm mm -hmm. hearing you're saying, is that healing is work, hard work, yes. and it's instantaneous, yet it is something you have to continue doing. Mm -hmm. Healing is well instantaneous, put. but sometimes the understanding and the wisdom gained from the healing takes a long time. Mm -hmm. We really do think that uh, if you have the knowledge, you, you are ascended. But we've yeah. talked many times on the show of the J-hook, you have to go down in order to go up. You cannot get to the, any, in any real way that higher place unless you do your inner work and we are all here to do our inner work and work mm -hmm. is not a bad word it's focused play is yeah, the yeah. way I see it yeah. and it we're here to do that and that journey is so powerful and so joyous and so wonderful even through the times that are painful that may leave us crying for a time oh, and God, it, yeah. we get through it and boy <clears throat> the gifts gained are astonishing and one of the greatest gifts is that more can be shared in one cup of joy than in all the rivers of sadness once you get through your 40 days in the desert you realize you don't have to suffer anymore and that that's when you get to instant forgiveness which is the metaphor of the Christ consciousness erasing karma by going straight to forgiveness where you don't have to do an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth anymore you can just forgive and you're already there well mm -hmm. you can't really get to forgiveness unless you go through the guilt and the understanding which brings compassion and that compassion exactly. brings wisdom mm -hmm. that wisdom brings insight and that insight brings change and you can't really get to forgiveness until you go through those sta stages you can yeah. say it but it's usually brewing in some area in there well, I want to thank you for that because um, you've been showing me this uh, in just every possible way for a very long time, well, and uh, I just appreciate. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, what you've done. You've you've done so many amazing things over the years. We could have, we well, could have you quite too. a conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you've um, uh, really been someone who lives the way in which they speak, well, and thank that's you. Um, you too. Rare in our world. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well. I do feel that that idea of letting go is such a big thing and it's difficult mm -hmm. for people and I'm not programming it to be difficult, I'm speaking the truth and until we can see the truth we can't really do anything about it. If we ignore it and pretend it's not there, that yeah. doesn't make it go away. I know law of attraction tells you that but it really doesn't, it will resurface. And so rather than learning great techniques of batting that fear down, yeah. it's better to look at the fear and say, my old friend fear, come exactly. sit on my lap, yeah. see it as something smaller mm -hmm. than you, and then you can deal with it once and for all. Yeah. It, it's like um, you know, not taking that nail out of the tire and you keep uh. losing air, so you take the nail out and you repair the tire. 
Well, you know, and, and our audience is invited to call in and, and talk about areas of their life that they're feeling a hard time letting go mm -hmm. or a hard time not letting go. Oh, absolutely. Because we don't throw things away readily. And I know as we evolve into understanding energy more, mm -hmm. it is more challenging to be around energies that are pulling you out of your frequency. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of staying in a, in a frequency that you are deeming as negative, that is having a, um, a reaction with you. But it's not about shunning and condemning, because as, the minute you're shunning and condemning, and mm -hmm. calling people a psychic vampire or something, yeah. you're really highlighting something within yourself. And the minute you are uh, uh, refusing to acknowledge the existence of something, then you are limiting your love. You yes. Know, and that's, that's a major flaw that occurs with we humans. That's uh, definitely been a motto of your, mine. <laughs> yeah, and if you're limiting your love, you cannot be fully loving towards whoever that, that situation or person or whatever it is because part of you is too busily withholding it. And um, we do have our caller. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Thank you for calling. Hi, this is Edith. Edith, oh, hi. hi. Edith. Thanks for calling in. Hey. Well, I just wanted to ask a question. I think letting grow, go is a, a great topic. Well, thank, thank you. you. Um, everybody feels they need to let go of something at some time. But I guess my question is, um, what does letting go really mean, and how do you know that you've actually let go? Ah, that when is. When do you come to that conclusion that you've actually let go? And I'll hang up. Oh, thank you. Anita, thank you for calling in. That is a brilliant question, and it's also the brilliant next step in the conversation too. Yeah, yeah. Because how do you know? And this is this is uh, my philosophy, and you know I do a lot of work with people to enable them to let go of yes, their history, mm -hmm. their, their historical programming, mm -hmm. old pain from the past. And I can tell you, you know when you've let go of something when there is no charge anymore. And there we all go. feel that, mm -hmm. you know, when you yes. feel that in your body, in your mind, in your heart, you know you've let it go. And another way to say that is you've gotten to a place of neutral. Mm -hmm. where you are neutral to something. You're not hypercharged in one direction or another. And letting go is, is sometimes challenging to even describe because it's not a doing. It's not where you're letting it go. It's where you're no longer holding on to it and mm -hmm. it just disappears of its own accord because the letting go is still at war with it, like a combat with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then you get no peace because mm -hmm. you have not let go, and that's a method of telling. Yeah, good. Yeah, and as you said, if there's no charge on it, positive or negative, see, the negative charge is just as not unhealed as the, you know. Mm -hmm. So, very well put. It has to have a neutral connotation, like there's a telephone pole. Since we all have wireless everything now, telephone pole is a little obsolete. Yeah, that's true. Well, there is there are things that we're taught. One of the things one of the first things that I tell people and, and there are many forms of therapy and many people will find different ones that are the right one for them. Not everybody would find my my offerings mm -hmm. the, the perfect thing for them. I would but think maybe they would. Okay, well one of the first things I, I do when I work with people from trauma from a long time oh. ago, child abuse all the way to whatever, okay, just not great things. 
one of the first things they always say is, oh, I've, I, I'm working, I come to you working on this, and then they go, oh yeah, this big thing in my life, the, the mother that was abusive or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've worked on that in therapy. I've, I've forgiven my mother. And so one of the first things I say is, well, I grant you permission to never forgive her for the rest of your Excellent. life. I grant you permission to hate her if you wish. And they, and I can immediately, I don't really jump right in there. I, it's, it's usually a slower yeah, entry yeah. point. But one of the things I notice is like, oh my God, I'm finally getting permission to feel what I feel. Yes. And feelings, emotion is our feelings in motion. Mm -hmm. It's a feeling that has to move out of you. And when you repress it, it yeah. starts turning into other things. It gets refracted, it gets distorted, and it can get and it can lead to aggression and even mm -hmm. violence if you yes. don't look at it. So the first thing is is acknowledge the fact that you're mad at your mother. Yes, she may be an old woman now and in a wheelchair and oh I feel terrible. I need to just forgive her. If you go right to forgiveness, you yeah. are deleting the icon off your desktop but that program is still running yeah, very well put. and so I, I walk people back through mm -hmm. let them understand their anger and let that feeling move mm -hmm. through compassion love and with wisdom mm -hmm. and it leaves and then not only is there a neutral it's it, it, not only have you forgiven which forgiven forgiveness is a byproduct of release mm -hmm. of letting go it's not a goal it's a byproduct of yeah. becoming neutral to the feeling that you have within you. And that's movement forward. Oh. And I, I believe light that's... Light speed so, movement. And that's light speed beyond just every therapy model that I know anything about on our planet at this time. You well, are holding this particular frequency. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people do variants on that, but I gotta tell you, I've just done this a long time, mm -hmm. and it's powerful to go go in and another thing and pardon me and then I know you have something to say no, no, well, people ahead. don't do their inner work because they think it's painful and hard like cleaning their room mm -hmm. or that they're going to uncover something that they can't handle or they can't deal with but I assure you holding it down hiding it from yourself withholding it from yourself is far more work far more painful and far more far-reaching in your life than looking at it directly yes. it's never what you think mm -hmm. doors doors there's always a door and it's behind your greatest fear yeah. and that's where you become liberated oh very well put that's excellent advice I, I, I was really shown true. that in a nightmare one time there was a scary thing and I, I could not get away. I was I stuck remember. in this haunted house of yeah. sorts and uh, this voice said, doors, doors, there's always a door. Look for the door, look for the, the monster and, and uh, confront it and the door becomes right behind it. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I went to the scary thing as terrifying as it was and I said, door, you're my door and it just disappeared and mm -hmm. there was a door and I got out. Mm -hmm. Oh, excellent. But I think that's true in real life too. I remember I read somewhere that uh, every moment of your day is the guru. Mm -hmm. we Good were, one. Yeah, I, I read it somewhere though, that's not my quote. But I see the point because every situation you're in constantly is your teacher. And if you look at it as your teacher instead of as, you know, the fear, fear vision we've been taught. This is just such a fun ride, this planet. Fear vision. You can. I'm certain there was a program, or there will be in the future, called Fear Vision. Yeah, it's called the Nightly News. <laughs> yes, that's true. 
And if you watch the nightly Film news, at you're 11. not watching us. Yeah, because the people who watch the news don't watch us. That's uh, funny. Maybe some do, but some, yeah, but uh, yeah. But at any rate, this idea of uh, liberating yourself from that which you won't look at. It's, you were just saying all this so correctly uh, because you think it'll be so difficult to do. Well, another reason people find it difficult to let go is mm. they feel they'll regret it. And if oh, we yeah. go back to what I was saying earlier, us judging ourselves mm -hmm. and beating ourselves up, <coughs> or if you are judging someone else, you're really judging yourself. Oh, yeah, uh, because you can't judge others mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't mm -hmm. judge yourself. So that judgment is what we're afraid of. We're mm -hmm. not afraid of somebody else's judgment. We're afraid of our own. And if I let go of that, and you can even talk about that or see this in play with decluttering. If I let go of that old coat, I will need it the next day and I will regret it. Yeah. So everything, everything ha that we find it difficult to do or there is an obstacle of any way is because mm. we are terrified of regret. If we're terrified of regret, essentially we are terrified of our own judgment. Mm -hmm. And I've said this before, I used to write a letter to my future self when making big decisions and said, this is why I'm doing this. This is all the information I have and this is my decision. And I'm sorry if you find that this wasn't good enough, but this is all I had to offer. Mm -hmm and it changed well everything. Yeah. I never had to write the letter again. I just mm. knew that it's not fair for me to judge my past self. She was so gallant to have been bold and to t make a choice in the face of not knowing and she did that and I gained from it. Mm -hmm. And so I will love her and her choices. And it was very powerful. So I'd offer that to everyone. Yeah, and another aspect of this which is very profound is the idea that um, judgment is slavery. Yeah, and by the way, we would add that judgment is uh, prejudgment. In other words, you have this concept and you're looking to put it in the puzzle, in, in the piece. Here's the piece, you know, and, and that's what we're taught. That's what we're taught on this planet, and it's endemic, and you don't know it, and you're doing it constantly. Here, I, I don't like that, there, it fits perfectly. See, that fits perfectly. <coughs> yeah. yeah, and that was pre-judgment. It wasn't judgment. You were taught this, then you overlaid it on a situation, and then you feel satisfied in the most strange way uh, because you've gotten your pre-judgment to fit a situation. So how do we stop this? How, speaking of letting go, how could we as the human race let go of this prejudgment, which is always like a, a weapon in your pocket. You know, oh, this is going to happen, and because you focus on it, yeah, yeah, there it is, okay, and we'll just cancel all that and we'll just love it away and just welcome it if it happens and be free of it. Because if you don't do that, you're repressing it and you're, as you were saying, you're giving it a passive aggressive um, roller coaster into your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I always saw it as a balloon. Mm -hmm. Do you remember as a kid, like squeezing the balloon oh, yeah. and it'll shoot out over here? Well, that, that's what happens when we repress something. It's going to come somewhere. There, mm -hmm. there are no voids, as they yeah. say. And it, it really is an important thing to deal with it as it comes. Mm -hmm. The real final frontier is the one inside. And mm -hmm. we have set ourselves up, regardless of whether it was an oppressive 
overlord of a society or a, a, I know that guy. The 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 government of, of the Catholic Church or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was designed to make us question our own inner world and it became a scary superstitious place mm -hmm. and so it made us gullible to other people's ideas and uh, and certainly not the spirituality of the religions and the beliefs but the dogma the control of a lot of it did begin as a way to control people so it's so important to get out of the guilt and shame. And, mm -hmm. and people think that if you let go of guilt uh, completely that you're going to become a criminal. Yeah. Honestly, the people that are truly criminals, uh, um, they have a lot of guilt in there and that's, that's a way of manifesting it is to become that way. When you have no guilt, you, are, you become innocent. When you're innocent, love flows through you like a river and you don't do things to harm. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying that was the uh, method by which God uh, works. And if you short circuit it, yeah. as I did for years with the idea, you just shut it off. Yeah. Um, you never really get the, the way, it's like starting the record over and over and over and just doing the first few lines of the song. Yeah. You don't get the full picture. But, you know, we were starting to say earlier, too, that sometimes it's time to let go of friends. And, I know uh, one of the things I noticed since Facebook, and I'm sure everybody out there has oh, noticed God. that as well, is that people tend, uh, let's say you go to a buffet as opposed to a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Go to a restaurant, oh, let me get a salad and this. You go to a buffet and it's five times the quantity of food that you would normally eat because you're trying to get your money's worth. Well, actually your money's worth is just eating until you're satisfied. Eating until you're sick isn't, isn't the optimum. Yeah. Well, when Facebook came, uh, I, well, I believe that we do that at um, buffets, like troughs, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of nature. If there is food and there's other people that have access to it, we get Mm. old primal urges to make sure we get uh, out of survival. Well, I found that on Facebook sometimes and yeah. networking that mm -hmm. people get that frenzy with getting more and more friends, which yeah. none of the people on, rarely are the people on your Facebook your friends, or, or some of them, but uh, like how many percent. friends and then one feels good because they have 5,000 friends or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And it's an artificial satisfaction, it it's is. an artificial feeling based on an emptiness within and it's good to look. It's well, very well put. What the happens way. then is there, I, I've heard a number of people say this, that people, you write your post, it's your Facebook page, you write your post, and then somebody's got to write these little digs and just brings it all down into a different fre frequency. Mm -hmm. But people are, I've heard a lot of people say this, they're afraid to unfriend people uh, or something like that because you don't want to hurt their feelings. And so I think that we're getting into this old primal thing where we as people needed society. We don't have claws, we don't have fur, we can't run like a cheetah. We needed to do something to survive, which was protection of each other. And so I think we get scared when we get in those big arenas like Facebook where people are judging mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and all that. And maybe that has contributed to people's fear of letting go. What are your thoughts? Well, no, I absolutely agree and to unfriend someone, and then Facebook has to make that a connotation 
You know, yeah. oh, you are unfriended, you must therefore be... Evil. Or uh, certainly not up to speed in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and pardon me, Facebook, just what is your problem? Why? You know, it's okay if I let go of someone. It, you know, that's the point of our program this evening. It's okay. Uh, but do, you know, understand what you're doing. It's not well, just... Well, and also, you know, we think that either someone is a friend or they're an enemy. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've also heard people say, and I think this is very healed in a lot of ways. One person in particular was saying, she knows how many friends she has time for. Mm -hmm. and the friends she wants in her life. And it's nothing against the other people that want to be her friend. She knows she doesn't have enough time and energy for all those people, so mm -hmm. she doesn't want to put herself in this position and, and put the other people in a position of feeling their feelings hurt. And so we are getting like a big society lesson on interacting with other people. Mm -hmm. And we never really had the problem of having too many people in our life before, just like we never had the problem of too much food before. This is the era of too much. Yes. Too, like we never had a problem with too many possessions, but now it's really easy to get possessions. And yard sales, you can't get anybody to come to them. I organized one for our um, group townhouse complex yeah. mm -hmm. and it was like nobody showed up because people don't want more junk. Yeah, they want less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what do we do with all this? I mean, I can see um, paring down, I can see releasing, I can see all of these things. Um, but we spent so many years with um, um, nothing or very little yes. or not much or, you know. I had many uh, years of that. Yeah. Uh, I want to move. Good. Pack the suitcase. You're done, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe there's a bag and the suitcase. Later, there's a bag and the suitcase. Then there's a box, a bag, and a suitcase. Then there's a. That's a, all a, I need. Yeah. This box, this bag, this suitcase, this lamp. That's all I need. <laughs> and then there's the car full, and then there's the truck full, and then there's the van. Then there's the 18-wheeler full, and then there's, <laughs> you know, and you're moving constantly to a bigger house with more stuff, and it's not like there's any sort of satisfaction. I've had this particular crystal on this show for a very, very long time, and I'm very happy with it, and I don't want to let go of it because the creature that built this uh, has been instrumental in guiding the events of the program, you know, by choice, by it's not loss of any sort of personal control or anything. It's a advisor, it's a friend, it's a teacher. It's a, so I don't particularly want to let go of it. Well, but and that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to let go. That's the beauty. You don't mm -hmm. have to let go. I work with people for decluttering, mm -hmm. uh, the emotional component of it, and. Uh, I really do think that one of the biggest things that cause people problems with letting go of things is number one, their own judgment of letting it go, mm -hmm. or something in their past that was really off, like they let go of something and then somebody died and, and then they yeah. wish they had it back. Um, I even, Ted Andrews, who wrote Animal Speaks, one of the greatest metaphysical oh, yes. contributors yes. Of, our er of our time, yeah. he had given me personally a box of his Animal Speaks cards and mm -hmm. I was inspired to give that to somebody as a gift because I felt like that would be good for her and then he passes 
and then I had uh, a degree of uh, regret over that because mm -hmm. I thought, oh, you know, I can't go get another one next time I see him, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, and so when you have those moments, if you don't look at what that's doing to you, what could happen is then next time you go to give something, it's coated with that uh-oh fear. Mm -hmm. yeah. But one thing that I tell people is other people call their another person's stuff junk. Mm -hmm. Your junk, your, your clutter, your whatever. Call it your things because you have an emotion about those things and it's important to respect them. And it's only then that you can willingly let them go. And if you really feel that way and you know it's not because you gave something that somebody that passed away and you know clearly that's something you want and it brings you joy, don't get rid of it, yeah. whether it's a person or a thing. And crystals especially, for whatever reason that is. We have well, my 97 Civic, it was mm -hmm. needing its third timing belt, it was 200,000 mm -hmm. miles. Everybody is like, get rid of that thing. It's like, I, I did, but I didn't really want to. I, I found that I still wanted that. So it's not like you have to rip things out of your hands, and it's not like you have to hold them in your hand if you don't want them. And it's a matter of letting go any emotion that you have about it, and then seeing what your real feelings are. And that's where we could do a whole show, what are your real feelings? What are real feelings? Because we have so be many coats of um, um, the word should, so many coats of the Should and Anna. shame and blame yeah. and worry and guilt and All of and these doubt. things. And then there's, um, we humans tend to place an actor between <coughs> ourselves and the outside world. <coughs> Pardon me so that we don't have to um, be real. Yeah. And uh, that would be definitely another show. I think we're going to do a show on that. Uh, yeah. that. That's a good one. Someone suggested us doing that, and I, um, oh, yeah, David yeah. did. Or, or not that particular, but I think that, that we could add that into it. <coughs> yeah. It's a very good show. That yeah. would be a good show. So letting go, that's something mm -hmm. you could definitely let go of. Um, well, what about letting go of goals and ideas? I worked with a lady one time who had been told by a reader about 12 years prior that she was going to write a book. And a lot of people get that message. And she had spent a number of years having a bit of stress about having to write that book. Mm -hmm. So one of the greatest liberations was granting herself permission to not write the book. And then I bet you what would happen is she'd write a book. Oh, yeah. Because we get these ideas and goals. Or let's say you wanted to go to Paris when you were in high school and you still hold on to it. But if you were to look at that goal today in the who you are today, do you still want to go to Paris. And if you don't, let it go. Just say, I held on to that dream of going to Paris because that was my goal, was to have the dream for those years. Now it's time to let it go. Yeah, see, no one has this language that you're talking about where it doesn't have to be solidified. It just has to be thought. Mm -hmm. And you're very good that way. Well, I find great joy. I can just dream of things and I get very excited, like dreaming mm -hmm. of having a house in the Outer Banks. Since I can remember, I've mm -hmm. dreamed of having that. 
I could have looked at that my whole life as feasibly this is an unlikely thing <clears throat> just because of uh, the costs involved and I could throw that dream away but you know my dream of it has has fed me mm -hmm. for a long time and I, I dieted for many years on it but this one particular time my sons were still at home and I was making all this food that I would normally love and I felt deprived of it and I thought wow no I really enjoy making it mm -hmm. I enjoy making it taste good look good I enjoy serving it I enjoy watching them enjoy it I enjoy smelling it and so I started enjoying those components of it and I never had any problem with mm -hmm. craving it yeah so you're free yeah yeah that's brilliant so another thing about letting go is that it opens the door to what's next which and that's a door that wouldn't be mm. opening and the, many of we human beings are quite petrified of what's next you know especially if we if, if it's not in a linear construct like well next week we're going to have Wednesday where Tuesday normally is and Saturday is going to be where Monday normally is oh. now, those are the only two changes nothing to worry about and the pandemonium and oh, chaos God. that would be left right oh, I can't even get yeah. my mind around it just joking yeah. about it yeah so that's how petrified we are of letting go if we let go of the weekdays the entire planet would probably stop spinning mm -hmm. you know as a direct result of the way everyone thinks but you know the way we have no idea how much our thinking affects the world we live in we don't have ideas like that because we don't quite yet have the scope to understand the degree to which we create we don't yet have the scope so um, therefore letting go of something becomes a uh, enormous hardship because of not knowing where, you know, and, and all of the faith and God will guide you to your next step, absolutely, and this is true. But do we have faith in that? Well, well, of course I do. See, and there the, you know, what you're supposed to be just steps right in and goes, oh, good, let's ride down the uh, mountainside on a garbage pail lid. This will be just what we want to do. <coughs> Three quarters of the way down the garbage. <laughs> is disintegrating under you and you're going oh maybe not but uh, you see what I'm saying the yeah. idea of uh, the well, unknown the unknown is is scary um, for sure but it's also the thing we dream of mm -hmm. uh, th that's why I feel that change is our worst enemy and our greatest friend um, it, you know it is it is everything that we dream of and um, everything that we avoid and so I think what's really important is to look at the idea of um, letting go mm -hmm. is a choice and no one can make you let go. No one can stop you from letting go. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's really up to you and it feels right or it doesn't. Uh, there was something else I was going to say about uh, things that, that we let go of. Oh, sometimes we feel guilty about letting go. Oh, yeah. And, oh, I know what, what I was going to say. Uh, there's this game, like an iPhone app game. It's called Word Solitaire. It's where oh, you yeah. build words. It's oh, instead of good, yeah. letters or, or cards and colors. Mm -hmm. It's that. And I, um, 
you get this really high high value word being built and you just never get the right letters to finish it off. So you have to at some point let go, you know, your mind's all on that path, you're very excited, let go and start rebuilding other words once you realize that one's not coming through. And it made me realize how, how much, how little training we get yes. into letting go, mm -hmm. where this isn't working out, let me start building this. And it got to the place where I had no like hesitation. It's like, okay, that's not working out. Ooh, this looks good. And I didn't have that moment, momentary regret or letting go. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we believe that there isn't anything else. It's not the unknown in the future. It's the belief that there could be nothing else. And we better keep what we got because there may be nothing else out there. And we better do it now because the opportunity might not be there in a moment. Yeah. Remember we saw, um, People, that's the ice cream lesson, essentially. You, you delivered that so eloquently to this small child, um, you know, who wants ice cream instead of dinner. And you said it so sweetly, you know, you'll have ice cream later. Right now it's dinner. Yeah. Because the child couldn't reason that there'll be ice cream later. Yes, that's, uh, yeah. well, yeah, thank you for saying that. I'd, I'd forgotten about that well, particular yeah. thing. But children aren't trained to let go of things. Mm -hmm. So they're crying and crying. And when you say no ice cream or no, you can't play that video game, they literally think they're being sentenced to that being forever. But if you yes. could let them know that this is only this once, that next mm -hmm. time they will be able to do that, yeah. eventually that's going to sink in in their mind. Yeah. And that's a really good technique to use with children that have anger issues, is they're not really seeing that there is a bigger picture. I'm working and, uh, on that one still, I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, yeah. No more ice cream. Oh, God, no, not that. I have to do it immediately. It's, uh, you know, I have to brush my teeth. It's a particular time of day. Mm -hmm. These things, well, you could brush them later. No, I have to do it. It's just, I can't let go of it, you know. Yeah. I have to get the oil changed. Well, that's the whole, other, get, yeah. <laughs> the whole other side is not being able to let go, particularly uh -huh. those ideas that aren't on, on your side, like drinking an entire yes. bottle of wine when you have to get up at five in the morning. Right. I think what we tend to do is think in snapshots instead of living pictures. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember there were periods of time in my life where I drank wine and I would have a headache in the morning. And then one day I got up and said, I decide to connect the hangover with the glass of wine. That's good. And so the next day, or whenever somebody offered me some wine and I thought, uh-uh, I got very clear how that makes me feel. It makes me feel tired and headachey, and the next day I feel like my energy was robbed in some way, mm -hmm. like out of my solar plexus. So I was able to connect, and I think that's another thing, is we're not able to connect and live not. a living picture. We live a series of snapshots mm -hmm. that often are at odds with the other snapshots. But we're trained that way because when, when the society thinks that way, yeah. it's a very easy society to control. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's basically why it's done that way. Yeah. And uh, we don't, you know, conspiracy is not really what we're talking about I here. Think there it's has observation. To be s well, you know, this whole idea that control is the enemy, we have to have some control. We have to have a structure for creation to happen within. Mm -hmm. But if it's all bowl, no creation. Yeah. And I believe it's time for the winged creature to make its appearance. Duck. And here's the winged creature now. 
And here's the new graphic for the winged creature, better known as the sacred and holy duck. Okay, and here's the winged creature, Rick. <laughs> and there's his wings. That's not a mustache, those are wings. I okay. Think so. I love Rick's mustache, by the way. Yes. Great know. news is coming. This news can lead to many positive changes in your life. Love is in the air. Inhale deeply, exhale your song. Lovely thought. Mm -hmm. Love is always in the air. Yeah. Breathe it in. Well, and our TV program is in the air at this very moment. Mm -hmm. We are on web this night. I believe we've been broadcasting. I on. believe so. I did oh, not excellent. hear otherwise. Oh, yeah. Well, I will see. be updating um, the web, the archives with some of our older shows soon. So if you've mm -hmm. missed it, yeah. uh, they should be up soon, as soon as I get a spare mm -hmm. moment to do it. It takes quite a period the, of time uh, to do all that conversion. Point where people can call in and uh, get a reading from mm -hmm. you, which is very nice. So well, I believe we have our first caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? <coughs> Hi, this is Suzanne. Hi, Mary. Hi, Neville. How are you this evening? Hey, Good. great. How, How are you? you? Just fine. It's a wonderful show, by the way. Thank you so oh, much you. for that. And um, I'm wondering you. if I can get a reading and more in the area of finances, if I could, and I'll take my answer off the air. Okay, thank you, Suzanne. Sure. <clears throat> Thanks for calling. Tonight I am using a deck out of my private collection. It's the Hello Kitty deck because it's very hey. cute. And I have another deck that I'm going to use, but I'm using Hello Kitty for the first one. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, the first card we get, oh, judgment. We're talking about judgment. The thing about judgment in the tarot is it's talking about judgment day when we are liberated from the coffins of our illusion of who we think we are into the truth of who we really are. And it's the day when we realize we're more than a physical body and we're, we're spirit and everything. And I feel that this could be talking about a time of great opening and flow in your life. And it can be even literal, like a judgment in your favor, uh, whether it's the salary, the raise, or a court case, something like that. And this is the card of what some would call the happy ending, living, living happily ever after. There is a house on the horizon, can be oh. talking about real estate, it can, this, this so far is looking really good. And it may be that there was a period of doubt and a little bit of a restriction in your thinking, uh, or, or maybe not, not your thinking, because I feel that you have a very expansive create, creative power in that way. But it may have looked a certain way uh, in order to build it up to what it is. Now, the Knight of Swords often talks about acting quickly like there may be a time to act quickly, but not too quick. And so if, if you were asking about finances and everything, it's saying don't, don't wait around forever, but don't jump too quickly either. So maybe no, you know, just like sense. a moderate amount of time in your... Chakra affirmation is the crown <coughs> chakra. I'm always in the right place. My timing is always perfect. Ah, that's very it good. Is down for you. Very good one to pick because mm -hmm. that goes along quite well with what I was mm -hmm. thinking. All right, and we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Edith, Hi, Edith. welcome back. Hey. Thank you. I just love her uh, reading from both of you. Great. And I'll hang up. Wonderful. Thank you. Marvelous. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so Hello Kitty is visiting again. Okay, this is a card which talks about uh, movement is being suppressed a little bit because the head and the heart might be in a, a little bit of a difference of opinion and the water representing the emotion, the land representing our thoughts. And it, it's saying to that, that maybe you're coming out of that time and it's a time to get more expansive. And this is the card, The Lovers, which is talking about a decision and a union and something um, coming about like, you know, having to make a decision. But it can also talk about love and maybe opening up to love in a different way. And then the Wheel of Fortune, again, is talking about a change in fortune, usually for the far better. Mm -hmm. So this can be inviting you to just open up to new things. Could be meeting new people, lots of different stuff. Excellent. Love the Hello Kitty deck. It's cute. Mm -hmm. And what oh, would you and, pull for uh, Edith? We've got the uh, <laughs> third eye chakra. My timing is perfectly. I live peacefully within divine time. Excellent. Mm. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yes, and thanks, we, Edith. Do we have another call? No? Uh, uh, please call in. This is a rare opportunity to get to such wisdom. From, uh, from us both. Yeah. And so, otherwise, very important. I love um, the chakra affirmations with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have another... Well, the number, if you're looking to call in, I know it's been up there a lot, but it's 571-749-1166. 571-749-1166, and you mm -hmm. can call directly in, live, for yeah. a reading. <clears throat> and um, as we said, well, I see you have another deck I'm very unfamiliar with. Okay, well. Which is this. Maybe I will pull a few cards. Yeah, that sounds like uh, fun. Why don't we pull some cards just in general, if anybody's out there that uh, has uh, hesitation about calling in because of various reasons. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give your real name either when you call in. You could give a number, we don't care. Uh, particularly because, you know, some people don't want, mm -hmm. you know, they want to be incognito. Okay, yes. so the first card with this, and you'll pull a chakra affirmation, mm -hmm. this is for anybody out, th out there that is hesitant to call in. The first, I love this card, first of all, it's the Eight of Cups, and it talks about uh, walking away. We're talking about letting oh. go, but not in any kind of harsh way or fighting way. It's mm -hmm. just that I am going to retreat right now and I'm going to rest, go to the beach, enjoy myself, and those things will resolve in, in, to a large extent of their own accord. And this is a card of your creative flow, your creative energy, and even to an extent your spiritual energy. And the King of Wands is very charismatic and it's mm -hmm. talking about either someone in your life that's like this or you. I always connect Bill Clinton's personality with that card, that kind mm -hmm. of a, a very charismatic, effervescent type of an energy that tends to draw people in. And this could be your boss or someone in your life. And so it's talking about walking away from that, uh, finding that within yourself. And then uh, maybe um, romance is on the horizon. The oh, Knight right. of Cups is very is. romantic. Yes. And what chakra affirmation did you draw? And the chakra affirmation is crown chakra. No matter where I am or what I do, I'm on my sacred path. 
Great. So that works. Were well, you going to hold it up? I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. That's no, okay. We'll do it next time. Yeah, we'll do it next time. That's fine. Yeah, but that is the deal. Um, yeah, and and this deck just a. Uh, okay, we got a caller. This is a Carol Hertzer deck. She actually uh -huh. uh, hand glitters them and things like Ooh. that. They're they're quite collectors' items. So. Oh, interesting. Call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, it's Beth Marion Neville. How are you? Hi. Well, good. Hey. Good to hear good from you. Good to hear from you. Yeah, um, I need to hear something about what's happening with my job. So if you could pull a couple cards, I would really appreciate that. Oh, sure. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Good Thank hearing you both. Yeah, you too. Well, Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, the first card we get is the Ten of, I think that we're talking Ten of Swords. Mm -hmm. This always looks scary to me because this guy's laying down there with swords in his back and I thought, well, is it acupuncture <laughs> in a really intense way? But really what this means is that you may feel like a doormat. Sometimes people will take the person that's bright and cheery and feel like they have to steamroll them or whatever. And I, I just feel that there's a suppression of your light in your energy, which this is the card of your light in your energy. Um, and that maybe start uh, visualizing somebody that would actually, like this card, the sun is depicting, saying, oh, I want that, I want to harness that, that's what I want. And there's an innocence and a new perspective that you can bring. And this is very much about the light of day, a new job. I do see big changes. And this is a card that I often tie the Page of Swords to authoring letters, news coming. So you may get wind, may, may get news of something new. And it's not like being driven out of the place where you are. I just feel like maybe you're going to outgrow it soon. And your chakra affirmation card is, I take joy in my self-expression, and it doesn't matter who hears or sees it. Perfect. Gosh, you know, these you always pull like the perfect thing to go along with what, what I just said. That I love that card. Uh, e even though I wrote the deck, if I pull yeah. that card, it's very meaningful oh, for me. Yeah. And I'm very glad you pulled that for Beth yes. because that's really what it's a light, at let your light shine. Yeah. And if nobody sees it, that's their loss. Yeah, and dance as if no one's watching. I forget the rest of that entire axiom, but oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a couple minutes left. We're okay. likely to be out and about uh, after the show. If uh, people would like yes. to join us at uh, Ruby Tuesdays, Ruby. roll the R. And uh, we'd like to thank all of our callers. We're yeah. always yeah. happy to have our callers call in. And our crew as well. Yes, and, uh, and especially, yes, our crew, absolutely. Everybody here is here as a volunteer, including us. And um, so no one's, uh, this is a true act of charity. Well, a true sharing. Yes, it is. This is what it is. Well, and, uh, yeah, I think so charity has a different connotation, but it's a, yeah, it's, well, it's it's a giving, labor of love. Maybe that's well, a That's a very good way to put it. So I would suggest that um, if you like the program, please tell other people about us because we are an endless source of new wisdom. Yes, we do not can. have a marketing budget. So if yeah. people would like to do that, we are that's always well greatly appreciative. Yeah. appreciative. Yeah. Okay. okay, well, I would say um, it's been an honor. I will be starting up psychic development classes. Mm -hmm. I know I've been saying that, but been waiting for a few things to fall into place. Mm -hmm. And if anybody has a space, an office space, 
uh, that I could work out of or share, that would be great because there, that there could be that use would of that. Solve a lot of problems. And uh, anyway, anything yeah, else you'd like to say? Fine. I know we're down to our well, thirty seconds. Well, uh, thank you for um, watching. Thank you for um, working with us, and mm -hmm. thank you for uh, being you. Yes, thank mm -hmm. you. And it was our joy and honor to take you to the door. And you're going through it, so just go ahead and go through it. Just, just do it. Yeah. What else were you going to do? Yes. Hesitate, doubt, worry. Now. No. The We've high priestess, Hello go. Kitty, says, meditate. Mm -hmm.